With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Well, good evening and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith. We're the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church. And we are live, live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area Pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Gary Bell, and we're inviting you to call in with your questions, comments, and concerns. Our toll-free number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. <clears throat> That's one 367 So don't be shy. Pick up that phone and let us know what's on your mind. Again, that number is one 888 K-F-A-X. Well, can you believe it? We are now four months, almost five months into the new year. And we've already seen many, many new challenges. We've seen catastrophic earthquakes with untold loss of life. We've seen extreme weather conditions. We've seen multiple mass shootings that have plagued our schools and not to mention our daily struggles with the world, the flesh, and the devil. Challenges that hinder us and stifle us from moving forward. Challenges that work to drag us backwards. Now, if you're a musician, you know there's nothing worse than playing an out-of-tune instrument. It's flat, or it's sharp, or it's off-pitch. It doesn't sound right. Concert musicians, they all know how important it is to be in tune with that concert A, that master tuning that keeps everyone in tune. In the same way, if we expect to keep moving forward in the face of life's challenges, in the face of a multitude of difficulties, we have to make sure our lives are in tune every day with God and Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior of our lives. So tonight we bring you part 13 in our series entitled, How to Stay in Tune with the Master Tuner. So stay tuned for this, for we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that challenging and wonderful introduction. And we want to thank everybody in Radio Land for joining us for a live program tonight with Contending for the Faith. And we trust that you're going to be blessed tonight, and we want to encourage you to get your Bibles uh, together and your pens and paper and get by a table and with some paper and uh, take some good notes tonight because... The Lord is going to say something to you to encourage your heart and your life and your family and your marriage and your community and abroad. So anyway, <clears throat> I we've been talking about, you know, how to stay in tune with the Master Tuner. And this series has been a tremendous blessing to so many people who have been uh, listening and hearing and calling us and talking about how they've been blessed by it. And, you know. Uh, when uh, you think about it, uh, let me kind of make something relative to all of us so that <clears throat> we can uh, 
think about this by way of introduction. You know, um, most of us uh, who are married, we know our spouse's voice, and we know our children's voices, and we know our uh, grandparents and uncles and aunts and so forth. Why? Because we spend quantity, quality time with them. Well, the same is true with God. When we study his word, we become familiar with what God is saying to us, and we'll know his voice over any other voices that's trying to speak to us. And that's so important as we stay in tune with the master tuner. And last time I talked about there are three ways we can discern God's uh, leading in our life. Three ways how we can discern God's leading in our life. And let me just review number one. Number one, I said, a yielded heart can hear God more clearly. A yielded heart can hear God more clearly. And that means when we position our hearts and minds in a daily quiet spirit to hear from God and to unplug our ears from hearing Satan and flesh and the world, and by doing this with uh, uh, all that we have, and by uh, these five S, make note of this, these five S. Stand still, and we need to uh, stay still, sit still, and be silent, and stay there, and then we are be able to stand against the distractions that are trying to distract us from uh, hearing what God has to say. And the enemy tonight is even trying to distract with the computer tonight, see, because he knows that this message is going to be a blessing to somebody who is trying to hear it. So we want to ask you to pray with us around this situation of distraction. Now, uh, number two, uh, we are going to share with you uh, to be tested. God tests us and everything against uh, things that are trying to uh, come against uh, his voice, and especially things that are coming up against the scriptures and the Bible. So we are to test everything against scripture and the Bible. So there are a lot of things that are coming up against uh, God's word, uh, the scriptures, the Bible. And the Apostle Paul warns us in First Thessalonians 5 and 21 to test or prove all things, and to hold fast to that which is good. And that's what God wants us to do, to test all things, to prove that which is good. And anything that's not good, we don't uh, give in to that and listen to that. Now, uh, that is what the Berean Christians did in the book of Acts, chapter 17 and verse 11. Uh, it says, these were more noble than those of Thessalonica, uh, in that they received the word uh, with readiness of mind and searched and tested the scriptures daily, whether those things were so or true. Now listen, the bottom line is this. If we know the Bible, we know the scriptures, inside and out and beneath and above, then we will know God's will for our life and his leading for our life. But if we are ignorant of God's word, then our life will be surrounded with chaos and constant ignorance of things that God is trying to lead us in doing. And ultimately, it can lead to eternal 
tragedy. So let me say this in conclusion. If we hear something that goes against the Bible, God's Word, and God's leading for our life, then we know it is not of God. It is another voice speaking to us other than the Word of God. Now, there are three enemies that are always attacking us. And it's interesting that these three uh, are in opposition to the three of the Trinity. You know, one God and three eternal distinct persons. And the enemy, these three enemies, are the flesh, its voice, trying to speak to us. And then, you know, Paul was dealing with that in Romans 7. And then there's the counterfeit voice. Counterfeit voices out there trying to deceive us with cults and false religions. And then there are the voices of uh, demons and Satan, his voice, trying to speak to us. Now, Jesus said in John 10, uh, he uh, encourages us uh, two ways. Number one, he says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. That's the first way that uh, he encourages us, because if you're his sheep and he's your shepherd. Uh, you're not going to be led astray if you follow him as your shepherd. And then number two, in John 10 and 35, Jesus said, the scriptures cannot be broken. This is a great, encouraging, and helpful way to discern God's voice. When it says, uh, if the scriptures cannot be broken, it is simply encouraging us when Jesus says that, when you follow God's word, you follow the scriptures, and you follow listening to him daily, there is nothing, listen to me, there is nothing in your life that can break you from his fellowship, that can break you from your communion with him, that can break you from his love, that can break you from sharing his love with others. There is nothing that can break you from the Word of God. There is nothing. Jesus says the Scriptures cannot be broken. What an encouraging word. And when there's things in your life that's trying to break you, you know what? Lean to God's Word, because he says the Scriptures cannot be broken. There's a lot of things outside of God's Word, and even our culture and the culture today trying to take over Christ. But the Scriptures cannot be broken, and we must listen to the Word of God over the culture, not the culture over the Word of God or over Christ. So the Scriptures cannot be broken. That includes prayer. Your life, your prayer life cannot be broken. Your fellowship cannot be broken. Your communion with God cannot be broken. Your love for God cannot be broken. Nothing can break you away from God's love and God's fellowship, because Jesus says the Scriptures cannot be broken. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. Well, all right, it's time for us to take a commercial break. Once again, our phone lines are open, and we want to hear from you. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith.
You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecturer, Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. If you need prayer, we're here to pray with you because we always say prayer should be our first response, not our last resort. You know, God wants to hear from you. He cares about your needs. He cares about your sorrow. He cares about your pain. He cares about your your joy and your and and all the aspects of your life. And he wants to hear from his children. So we want to encourage you tonight that this is a great opportunity to give us a call. You know, we also want to thank those of you speaking of prayer who have been praying for this ministry for so many years. It's so vitally important that you continue to pray for contending for the faith. It is a prayer-driven ministry. In addition to that, it's a listener-supported ministry. So we need your support in those two areas of prayer and giving. There's two ways that you can donate. You can address a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith. P.O. Box 553, Tiburon is spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. Now, the second way is so much simpler. You just go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org, and click on the Donate button. It's that simple, and you will be a blessing for time and eternity. You know, we can never outgive the Lord. We can never outgive God. God is so faithful. He's blessed us in so many ways. And and one of the, I think, most important uh, ways to worship God is through giving. Because in that act of giving, we're saying, Lord, you know what? I may not have much, but I'm going to give what you're calling me to give, and I'm going to trust you that you're going to take care of me. And so we, in our giving, exercise our faith. And we believe God is going to take care of us. You know, that's why tithing is so critical and important. You know, the tithe belongs to the church. And God is saying, look, trust me. You know, I'm, not, I'm asking for 10%. And trust me that I'm going to make that 90 that you keep stretched way beyond the 100. So every year at our church, we, we give out, um, in the first two months of church, we say, hey, in the first two months of the year, rather, we make a proclamation. Look, we encourage people to tithe. And we are going to give uh, a 60-day, 90-day guarantee that if you begin to tithe, and if God doesn't meet your needs, then we will refund your tithe. And we've been doing that for years and never have had to refund any money because God is faithful. He's faithful to his word. He's a test me and see you know, in terms of the area of tithing. So we want to encourage you tonight. Be generous as God leads you and be a blessing for time and eternity. Dr. Buckner, are you there? Ready to go to the calls? Let's do it, Brother Gary. All right. We have Jermaine holding on line one. Brother Jermaine, how are you doing? Brother Jermaine? Yeah, how are you doing? Hello. Yes. Hi. We're here. Are you there? Yeah. Yes. I'm through difficulties tonight. I'm good. Okay. Yeah. We've been fighting battles here all night so far, but you know what? We're gonna we're gonna trust God to be victorious here. Amen. 
It's good to hear your voice. What's on your heart tonight, my brother? Well, you know, speaking of trusting God, I just wanted to give you guys an update. You have been praying for me, and um, you know, I um been dealing with my, my situation with my uh, physical injury and my job, but I was told specifically that I would not get any assistance from the state due to the circumstances of the timeline, but I prayed about it, and uh, I got through on a second call. I know it's an act of God because you just cannot get through to the state no matter what you do. You know, they say to call them, but you're not getting through. So I know, um, you know, God delivered me from that, and also I had a situation with uh, my uh, PG&E. And uh, long story short, it was kind of shut off. So when I went to, you know, call the people to take care of it, they said they couldn't find me in the system. I said, well, what do you mean I'm not in the system? Long story short, they said, hey, you know, we uh, you don't owe us anything. You can go ahead and start over as a new customer. And I was like, well, the power's been on for almost a year. <laughs> and they said, it's okay. You know, so they, they went ahead and forgave that. But I just wanted to give a brief testimony of uh, God kind of having my back, even when I didn't know he was working behind the scenes. Wow. Praise God for that. What a, what a testimony. And I've always said this, that when you're down to nothing, God is always up to something. And look at what has happened in your life and in your family's life through that experience. And, man, you have a testimony right there. And I know uh, what you're calling in tonight, sharing that, it has not only blessed us on how God works, but I know somebody out there uh, tonight uh, listening to this program has been blessed uh, with what you shared. And there is an old saying that they used to say in the black church when I came up in it. They used to say, uh, he may not be there when you want him, but he's always on time. And that always blessed me, and that always blessed others when they see God working like that. Uh, so we praise the Lord for that. You want to add anything to what I you heard, Gary? Yeah, I was, you know, God is always working, even though we may not feel it we, we may not see it he's always working and uh it's a very powerful thing um to know that you know and dr buckner and i were sharing before the broadcast that you know sometimes it's a it's a it's a serious faith walk you know we go through so much stuff and finances me personally we're struggling with different areas and uh, pg and is not the least of it but, you know, it's like, but God has sustained us, you know, and he's just, he has a sustaining power. And, you know, we've been faithful in our giving, faithful in our tithing, faithful in giving above the tithe. And, and God is faithful even when we're not. So, you know, if you're, if you're going through something right now, you know, God is faithful. If, you know, it's, it's a faith sometimes becomes a muscle that, you know, falls into atrophy and, and, and God calls us to exercise our faith. And please remember that faith is only as good as the object of your faith. What are you putting your faith in? Are you putting your faith in your job? Are you putting your faith in your money? Are you putting your faith in, in your stocks and bonds? Or are you putting your faith in Jesus? Because he's the author and the perfecter of our faith. He, he'll never fail us. He's looking out for us. And as we prayed earlier tonight that 
you know, Philippians 4.19 says, our God shall supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. All of our needs, not some, not half, not three quarters, all, A-L-L, just like you see on the soapbox, all of our needs. He'll take care of you. His promises to take care of. The name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run to it and they are safe. Right? That's why I say prayer should be your first response, not your last resort. Stuff happens in your life. Don't go run into the people down the street or your neighbor next door. Drop to your knees and run to the Father. Drop to your knees and call out in the name of Jesus because God is just a prayer away. And he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ever ask or think. David said, I've been young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken of their seed begging bread. We are so blessed. God is always working in our lives. He's always moving. He's always aware of what we're going through and what our needs are before we do. Nothing surprises him. So we need to stay encouraged, folks. Even in the midst of, quote, unquote, recessions. You know, I used to tell people all the time, the secret of my success is J-E-S-U-S. That's it. You can't put your faith in, in, in this world, in the economy, any of that stuff. God is our source. He is the rock that our house is built upon. We don't need anything else but him. He will sustain you if you trust him. Well, anyway, that's my two that's cents. A, that's right. Good word, Brother Gary, uh, to uh, Jermaine, and I just want to add to that is that, you know, we uh, all go through tests in life, mm-hmm. and God puts us through a test uh, to uh, bring a testimony. You know, the first T is a test. He takes us through a test, and listen to all these tests. A test, trial, and he takes, he even allows us to be in temptation temptation to come our way but the victory tease is that it moves us to a triumph and that's the the joy and a testimony so uh, all those other tease always lead to the other and and uh you know you just you're an example of someone who kept the faith because you gotta keep the faith in the midst of the trials and tribulations that you go through and uh, when you do that, God sees that you're faithful and you're loyal and you're committed. But he put those tests in all of our lives, uh, that what you went through, Jermaine, and what all of us go through every day in so many different ways. Uh, but Jesus lets us know in Matthew 6, don't worry. Don't, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow has enough evil in and of itself. But he says, seek first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So he added exactly what you needed, uh, not what you wanted, but what you needed, as Brother Jerry said from Philippians 4 and 19, you know, that God will supply all of our needs, but we got to seek him first. And his promise is, all these things will be added. So what you shared with us, brother, you have a testimony but you also want to say 
in the midst of the testimony because you called in to share a testimony. But I would uh, challenge you uh, with a couple of more uh, things before that. You let the people know when you test, when you uh, share your testimony, always remember those other T's that, hey, I went through a trial. I went through testing. Uh, but God took those T's and led it to a greater T. And he led it to uh, a triumph, and he led it to a testimony. And, uh, and then he leads it to another T. He's teaching you. He's teaching you to depend upon him. Oh, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to build a sermon off. I'm about to build a sermon off of this. But uh, good, good uh, words of encouragement that Gary and I both brought to you, and uh, I'm sure you can put that in your uh, uh, thing, too, which you share with us, and then you can pass it on uh, with some other people. So we appreciate it. And we're going to uh, have a, a prayer, uh, a praise report prayer around this situation. Lord, we yes. just uh, thank you for Jermaine's testimony. We pray, Lord God, that you continue to move in a mighty way in his life. We thank you for your provision in his life. As in Dr. Buckner's life, as in my life, Lord God, you have showed up and showed out many times when we were in great need, Lord God. You've been our sufficiency, and we praise you. Thank you for that. We thank you for what you're doing in Jermaine's life. We pray, Lord God, you continue to work in a mighty way through him and his family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, it it is time for that commercial break. I see Vince flashing the signal on the screen so we better heed that <laughs> well our our it's time for that break and our phone lines are open the number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X that's one 367 we'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. All right, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, we want to thank all of you who have been praying for Contending for the Faith these many, many years. We know those prayers are working because we're still on the air. We're still doing what God has called us to do, and we have partnered with you to make that a reality. And so we thank you for your prayers. We also thank you for your consistent giving. And we can't validate you enough for that. This is a listener-supported ministry. And without that support, we wouldn't be here either. So we, we just thank you. We thank you for your prayers. And we thank you for your giving. There's two ways that you can donate. First, address a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, is spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California 94920. And the second way is so much easier. Just go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the Donate button, and it's that simple. And you'll be a blessing for time and eternity. We just want to encourage you 
to continue to pray for this ministry. And as God has blessed you to give, then we ask that you would be a blessing to us and donate to Contending for the Faith. Well, Dr. Buckner, we are ready to get back to our callers tonight. Yes, let's do that, Brother Gary. All right. I believe we have Rick holding. Yes. Are you all there? We are here, Brother Rick. How are you doing? I am blessed. How about yourselves? We are truly blessed having an awesome time in the Lord here, despite the attacks of the enemy. Anytime he comes at you, you know you're doing something right and good. Mm-hmm. I, got, I, got a, I got a question which uh, relates to what we know later on as a Nazi doctrine. Uh-huh. Paul talks about the Baptist in, in, in 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty nine. He talks about the baptism of the dead. Could you break that down? Okay, that's a very good question, Brother Rick, and it's uh, worth uh, breaking down. And so let me actually read the passage here uh, for those who uh, don't have a Bible and for those who do have the Bible. Uh, with them, First Corinthians 15 and verse 29, Else what shall they do which are baptized for the dead? If the dead rise not at all, why are they then baptized for the dead? Uh, this particular verse of Scripture uh, has had over, I would say, historically, and even to the present day, over 40 different uh, opinions and uh, interpretations of this verse. But uh, we want to understand it in the context of what Paul is saying and also from uh, what's going on in the day by which he's writing this. Um, baptism for the dead. So the Apostle Paul uh, is warning uh, the uh, Church of Corinth uh, about this doctrine uh, talking about the baptism for the dead, if the dead rise not at all. Uh, apparently there were some who actually uh, were baptizing uh, for uh, the dead, uh, and the Apostle Paul uh, was uh, arguing uh, that this is not the way uh, God has established the Word of God in terms of baptism. Uh, what uh, the Apostle Paul is dealing with is that some of the people in the Church of Corinth uh, didn't believe in a uh, final uh, resurrection. Uh, most believed in Christ's resurrection, and this is why they were falling victim uh, of the baptism for the dead, because uh, they didn't. Many, some in the Church didn't believe in a final uh, future resurrection, and they were holding to the resurrection of Christ. Now, so Paul is rebuking them and saying, if you only uh, believe in Christ's resurrection, and then you don't believe in a final future resurrection, then why are you baptizing for the dead? Because it's just a waste of time. So it's an oxymoron uh, argument uh, coming from the Apostle Paul. Now, there are others who have uh, taken this a little bit further, um, you know, and gone in, in a deeper madness around this verse of Scripture. Like, for instance, the Mormons, they, they believe in what you, they call proxy baptism, 
what is that? Proxy baptism. That's the teaching that some uh, died uh, and they were not baptized in the Mormon Church, uh, and they needed, and that those who are alive needed to baptize for them in order to get them saved. It's kind of similar to what um, the concept of purgatory in the Roman Catholic Church is similar to what I'm saying here about the Mormons. Uh, so uh, the, the Apostle Paul is just saying in a nutshell, uh, why do all of this stuff uh, if you don't believe uh, in a final uh, resurrection? Uh, it's a waste of time, even if you're going to baptize for the dead and fall victim of that, which some of them were doing uh, in the early church. But their greatest problem was, uh, you know, not believing in a final resurrection, and Paul was uh, rebuking them on that. Now, uh, in the Mormon Church, one other note, uh, the re- one of the reasons why the Mormon Church emphasized so much into genealogy, uh, because uh, they uh, look at uh, a lot of relatives uh, who uh, have died and never was baptized, so in the genealogy, it's not only tracing uh, family uh, that uh, they never knew, but also it's tracing families that never was baptized uh, in the Mormon Church. And so what the Mormon Church do through genealogy, uh, they find certain relatives, and then they uh, get into the proxy baptism. So... uh, it's some, some interesting things here, and, and it's also an interesting, a good question that you asked, and hopefully uh, I've given some insight to uh, this, uh, and, and especially uh, helped you with an apologetic perspective of uh, giving some reasons and answers for your, your faith as well. So hopefully that helps out, Brother Rick. I appreciate that. Yes, and... Uh, yeah, what were you saying? No, I just really appreciate that because you know you're you're, you're wasting your time on traditions and uh, things like that, and, and things are made very clear. Absolutely. Yes, and uh, you know what? Um, let's uh, uh, pray around your prayer request. Why don't you update us on what's getting ready to happen with you? So. Those who are listening can uh, lift you up in prayer. Rick is our was used to be our phone counselor, and he's been in the ministry with me over twenty something years. And uh, since then, he's had Parkinson and diabetes, and and had an amputated leg. So Rick has gone through a whole lot, and we need to pray for him. But he has another issue here that we need to call on the Lord for him and pray for him. So why don't you? take over here, Rick, and share what is getting ready to happen, and then we're going to have Brother Gary to lead us in prayer on that. Okay, I'm, I'm going to break it down in very simple words. It's uh, it's what's happening with my prostate. In the past, I had, I had prostate surgery 11 years ago, which was what they call a uh, CURP, which is only superficial. This time they're going right into the prostate to kill the dead, get rid of the dead cells. And by, and by, 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 by the new technology, 
hopefully they, they get they, they clean out the dead cells and the living cells remain and uh, the prostate begins to function normally. So this is what we're praying for right now in this surgery. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Well, thank All you right. for sharing that, Brother Rick. And we're going to uh, lift you up in the Lord right now and have Brother Gary to do that. So, Brother Gary, uh, let's uh, go before the Lord in prayer on this. All right. Lord, we just thank you for Brother Rick, and we just pray right now, Lord God. You see, where two or three are gathered, you're there in the midst, and we welcome your presence, Lord God. You are the great physician. You've never lost a case. And, Lord God, we just pray right now, Lord God, and lift up Brother Rick to you. We lift up this surgery. We pray, Lord God, that you bless him with the best doctors, Lord God. We pray that you bless him with the best surgical team, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that you be right there when it happens and that you are guiding everything and that you're moving and and touching uh, Brother Rick at his point of need, Lord God, that healing takes place either through you supernaturally or through the doctors. However you want to work it, Lord God, we just want you to work it. And we want to have Brother Rick come back with a a good report, Lord God, that you would eradicate any problems that he's having with with that prostate, Lord God that you bring healing and life restoration and wholeness to his body, Lord God, and that you would encourage Brother Rick, Lord God, that you have him on planet Earth for a reason, that as long as he's on Earth, Lord God, you're going to use him to your glory. Use him in every situation. Use him to touch wherever he might be, wherever his sphere of influence takes him, Lord God, whether he's on the phone counseling with somebody, whether he's at a doctor's appointment, talking to the nurses and staff, Whoever you bring across his path, Lord God, give him the boldest and unction, Lord God, to share word of encouragement, to share you, Lord God, with them, Lord God. And we just thank you for Brother Rick. Encourage him, bless him, strengthen him, and be with him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Brother Rick, uh, we know that God will get you through this, and uh, he's gotten you through things that's been a lot worse. So, uh we're going to continue to keep you up in prayer, and we hope that uh, you'll be able to join us uh, next Friday, I mean Saturday, rather, Saturday, and be able to uh, uh, share and give us a praise report uh, on uh, your situation. And we never take uh, uh, surgery uh, lightly. That's why we are spending a lot of time praying for Brother Rick. I'll share a story with you <clears throat> uh, uh, I was uh, talking to a granddaughter's uh, mother and sharing with her about a, a death that happened in our family. Uh, and she was really uh, down and out about that, and she just was crying, and uh, she just couldn't stop crying. And then she shared with me that she was getting ready to have surgery because she fell on her neck on the job. And... uh so she said that she had to go in for surgery. And so she went in for surgery um, and uh, came out and was walking around with her boyfriend at the hospital. And then she couldn't breathe and she fell over and died. She was only 47 years of age. It just lets you know that you never know when death is going to take us all. And never come, you never know when it's going to come knocking on your door. And death has no respect of age, person, color, creed, tradition, rituals. It doesn't care. Uh, it'll come knocking on your door one day, and you need to be ready to meet the Lord 
and make sure your sins are forgiven and that you're right with the Lord before it's too late. Uh, and uh, my wife is retired now after 41 years, and she was a surgical nurse on the surgical floor unit for 41 years working the graveyard shift. And she told me, she said, the two uh, greatest challenges when it came to uh, taking care of patients in the hospital was when they did surgery on the neck and the back. And so uh, we don't take it lightly praying for Rick and others who are going through surgery uh, because, you know, we pray for God's special protection upon them like Gary prayed for Rick and that God will put his angels around him. Uh, and we trust that God will get him through this and he'll come out and then by next Saturday he'll be able to give us a good praise report. So thank you, Rick, for sharing that and your good question. And I know some people got blessed by that. We appreciate you. God bless. Thank you very much. I've been glad to come in the serving. You got it. Music revving up in the background. So it's like we've come to to the end of tonight's program. Uh, We'd like to thank you, our listening audience, and Vince, our engineer, uh, for being part of this broadcast. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us. So drop us a note. Let us know how this program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you.